0: Welcome to the Unit Report episode two. It is February 16th, 2020. I am your host, Lucas. I'm here with Troy Kopic. Troy, say hi.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: And this week we're gonna keep talking more about sports, because that's what we do here. That's what we're having fun with. So but this time we're more organized, we got probably better audio, hopefully. When I listen to it back, it won't sound atrocious. But, it doesn't
1: sound like I'm the host and Lucas is a radio calling. It should sound somewhat better, but
0: yeah, long we shall see. Yeah. It's, it's
1: experimental here. Maybe <laughs> we hit episode five. We sound somewhat – people can actually understand what the hell we're saying, but you know, it, it's trial and error. Yeah,
0: Um. so that's what that is, and let's just get into the unit report here. We'll start start with hockey. and will start with
1: some NHL. Yeah. Uh, All
0: but, right. Go ahead. Go for it. So
1: I'm thinking – I think we'll give, because we started, we talked about Bo Meester last time. I think in the middle of last recording it happened. So we have, I guess, good news on Bo Meester, as in he's still alive. Yes. The bad news is they had to use a defibrillator to bring him back. And he had to have surgery and had a defibrillator implant put in. So I don't know about his return to hockey, but it's not looking very good. But in all fairness, I think you have to put hockey second at this point, and just thankfully the man's alive.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I've been listening. I've been listening to other like radios and uh, been doing a lot of reading on what happened. And apparently, the uh, Anaheim and St. Louis medical staffs basically saved his life. They basically brought him back to life.
1: They did. They they had to use the uh, the defibrillator to bring him back. I guess. And, I mean, yeah. the dude's lucky to be alive. More or less, come back to hockey. That's. I mean, shove that way down the road. The dude yeah. could have easily died, and I think that's like the biggest. Definitely. You know what I mean? He's a, he's alive and I guess decently well. So yeah, definitely. And you got to uh, look at the bigger picture here.
0: Got to keep him in our thoughts, and uh, everything sounds from uh, I think what the GM Doug Armstrong said. Uh, everything's pretty positive now, but a uh, scary situation there. I that they did set a make-up date for that game. I think it's March 11th, and then the. The Blues had a game. Was it the Blues or the Ducks? One of the teams had a game the day before, and they pushed that one back, too. So they do some reconfiguring, but the game will happen. Sounds like he's going to be all right. Probably not come back to hockey. I'll say I'm probably going to go with no, just based on how old he is. I,
1: I think it's too early, but yeah. I mean, in all fairness, after that, I don't I don't know that I would want to see him come back. Yeah, and with I how mean, long, you what you know, what I mean, because you know, you have to look at like longer down the line, and it's like, you know,
0: yeah, with how long he's played too, he has a he has a job secured basically after hockey. He doesn't he doesn't need to play pretty much. It's Someone, like he doesn't. need do to to hire anymore. Him. Someone's going to hire him to be yeah. an assistant general manager or assistant coach, something like that. So, and he's fine financially. He's been playing for seventeen years, so he has no yeah, reason. to I don't think.
1: Finances yeah. is really a problem with any of these guys at this point, but, you know.
0: And, and he got his cup last year. He, he Fair got enough. His cup, so. Fair enough.
1: So, yeah, he lived out a decent career if this is the end. Hopefully it's
0: not, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Definitely, yeah. We're, we're keeping him in our thoughts, but everything sounds positive.
1: Yeah, good so far. Man, this this week's been injury-prone for the NHL. It's been
0: crazy. It really has. We yeah, have, we have
1: Shea Weber out for the Canadians. I think that is
0: – Two to three weeks, they said. Ankle sprain. I, so I read, careful. I read four to six. But um, whenever it first happened, a lot of people were saying this could have been it for him for his career because I guess he had a bunch of like lower body like foot problems. But um, four to six weeks sounds like a blessing because a lot of people were saying a lot of uh, hockey insiders. I think Nick Nick Kipria said something about how he like his that might have been the career for him or at least the season. But four to six weeks sounds a lot better than what could have been.
1: That kind of sucks, but I don't really think it's going to be a huge blow for the Canadians. They're 10 points out of a wildcard spot, and they've played 61 games and everyone else is in that 58-59, so I, it's a little bit too late for them, I think, but still, you know, decent blow. I mean, he's been older, he hasn't been as productive, but, you know, anything helps at this point.
0: I think this may be a blessing in disguise for them, because they i have always looked at their rosters from the beginning of the season and thought that they sh- are probably going to be sellers about around the trade deadline this kind of just solidifies it that they're not the team that they're that like they're not a playoff team they just don't have the talent for it and they have Ilya Kovalchuk they're going to be able to sell off they have some other uh pieces if they wanted to s- uh, sell Thomas Tatar has been a great piece since he came over from Vegas so if they want to sell and they just want to like have a fresh start or kind of a retoll, now the time to do it, especially with him out, and so they're probably going to lose some games here. And why not just go full sell? That's my opinion.
1: Pretty much, it's the same thing we're sh- we're seeing with uh, Carlson. He's out for the season.
0: Yeah, we're yeah. Let's we'll just get into that right now. He has a broken thumb, I believe it was. They said it was. Yeah, broken thumb. And that guy has been plagued with injuries since like he's like since he became a uh, Norris winning defenseman. That guy cannot stay healthy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard, but I don't know if yet again San Jose another team well out of the playoffs. So,
0: yeah, and that sucks though cuz uh they don't even have their first of uh, their first round pick. They they, they uh, traded to get Carlson. They traded this year's first to Ottawa. So, Ottawa might get two lottery picks out of this. So, him can play the gamble. To,
1: see how it is, I guess, but
0: it's not looking good right now. Not yeah, at all. No, this
1: week's been a uh, this week's been hard with injuries.
0: Yeah, and then uh, Brian Little, too, of the Winnipeg Jets, is out for the out for the season. What did I read that he had? He had something that was upset, like pretty, pretty weird. Oh, it was eardrum. That's what it was. Oh, that that sounds pain That sucks. Yeah, that sounds like it doesn't. It's obviously not a broken bone, but that just sounds. Painful. That sounds annoying, if anything. But yeah, and like it must be pretty severe to for him to miss an, like the entire rest of the season, and they're in playoff contention. So, True. I mean, it sucks to lose him. He's a good little like second, third line uh, center they have there. But I, yeah. I still, I still think they do it. I think they have a uh, good culture and a pretty like okay team to nudge into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, speaking of out of the season, the good old JR drama continues. Well, I guess it continues for him. As with NBC, it is no more.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he had his little spiel on uh, spitting spit and that kind of ended that for him.
0: Yeah, he made insensitive comments about him and his co-anchor, Catherine Tappan. That that's old news, though, but they finally relieved him this past week, and he released a video on Twitter. Yeah,
1: he's, he's not very thrilled about it, but, you know, and he it's a business, and he did screw up, so, it, you know. It,
0: yeah, it didn't seem like a sincere apology. It didn't even sound like an apology to me. It just sounded like he was sorry that he got fired, but he wasn't sorry for what he did.
1: I got and what I got out of that is I got an um, apology because he had to and the, as like a, you know, let me come back on the show. And then mm. I just got a uh, – basically a big old screw you to um, NBC and that was kind of it.
0: Well, the, the tweet that he tweeted out with the video of him, like, once he found out that he got fired, this, the caption is, what a joke. That doesn't sound very, like, uh... No, that's what I mean. I, me. I think
1: the apology was just to try to get back on the show, but now that he sees it, it's done with, it doesn't matter. He did say he'll be back, though, so I don't know. You You wonder who's going to pick him up, if he's going to do his own thing, or... I, I guess
0: mean, we'll find out. I gotta be honest. I'm not missing him on the broadcasts. Uh, they had, uh, they 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 started Patrick Sharp last year or like two seasons ago, and he was good. I liked his analysis. And then just, uh, I guess in Jr's uh, replacement, they have started putting Ben Lovejoy in there, and he's always been a great quote. I think he's been doing great analysis over on um, NBC, NBCSN. So yeah, I, mean, I feel like I really they have... don't need him.
1: I feel like I'd rather have younger guys anyway that either like just retired or retired in the past couple years just because they, they're they going to know the game so much better because I um, it's changed drastically since whenever JR played. Exactly. I mean, the speed and then just everything else that goes along with it. Everything's yeah. ramped up, and I feel like it's a lot easier for those guys to relate to because they've played in the era. So
0: yeah, 100%. take that for
1: what it's worth, but I feel like it's more entertaining when you actually have that connection.
0: I'm going to make a prediction. It's going to be the same thing that happened with Don Cherry when Don Cherry got let go earlier this season. JR is going to make a podcast, and it's not going to do well, and that's just always going to be known for. I, Even I don't,
1: Don Cherry should just team up at this point. I mean, I, why
0: not? I saw tweets about that. What They're going to call it the, the insensitive hockey show or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Might
1: as well keep it going.
0: I'm not a fan of either of them. I think they're both old news and uh, – Whatever they 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 made their bed now they got to lay in it that's their own fault.
1: Pretty much, I mean, you're a professional. You're responsible for your own comment. I mean, even outside of hockey, it doesn't really matter. You say something about your
0: coworker, you're in for a you're in for a treat, I guess. Exactly. I, I think we kind of exhausted that topic. I don't know what else there is to say about him.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's done with. So yeah. I guess that's the
0: end of that. How about the Rocket uh, Richard Trophy race we got going on in the uh, NHL right now?
1: That's tightening up. Pasternak, Ovechkin and Matthews, that's getting a tight run.
0: Yeah, uh, Ovechkin had quite the run there like about a week ago where he I think he had 14 goals in 7 games or something crazy like that. He was out of it for a while, but he put himself right back in there. He's third right now with 40 and Pasta and uh, Matthews are at 42. Tied in first, so it's basically down to the three of them. Because the next place is, uh, is Leon Dreisaitl, and fourth with 33. So unless he, him, or the next couple guys down on the list go on a tear, it's a three, it's a three-way race. And I really hope Matthews pulls out with it because I hate Boston and I hate Washington. But uh, fair if If we're being honest, it's probably going to be Ovechkin, and he's probably going to end with, like, 60, and he's going to get, like, five on the last day, something like that, something crazy Ovechkin-like.
1: True. I guess goals is really the only thing that's somewhat open, because Dreisaitl has pretty much ran away with the points race. His pasta behind him with 82, and Dreisaitl was 95. That's hard to beat, if you can beat it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, I, I didn't even realize that, but that it's kind of like last year with uh, Kucherov. Kucherov had the Art Ross Trophy won by, like, December, but Dreisaitl, um I think I read something earlier today that he has a higher point per game, uh, like, uh, percentage than Kucherov did last year, or even the Crosby did in, uh, I think it was the one year that he, like, he was on a tear, but then he got injured, so Dreisaitl could be breaking some records this year, and He's doing it without McDavid. McDavid's injured. We haven't even talked about that. I think we may have last episode, but McDavid's yeah, been out. Yeah, we
1: touched on it last episode. It, I mean, it's crazy. The dude's number one in points with ninety five. He's fourth in goals at thirty four. He's number one in assists at sixty one.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it's crazy. It's really, I'm, I'm really happy for him though. I mean, a German native, not a country that really produces high end NHL talent. But, man, that guy – whenever he got signed to his contract, I think either last season or the season before, a lot of people were trashing it. He's making 8.5 for the next, like, six seasons, five, six seasons from now. But um, And everyone was talking about how bad that was. But looking around the league, that's a steal. Mitch Marner's making north of 10. Austin Matthews is making north of 11. And this guy is just crushing it. I mean, no disrespect to those guys. But he's making, like – $200,000 less than Crosby, and he's putting up monster numbers. I'm really proud of him, and uh, I'm not a big Edmonton guy, but, I mean, I'm going to be cheering for him along the way. I want to see what he can do.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want to go with salaries, have a look at the Vesna. You have Tuka Rask. Uh, he's in first place, goes against the average of 2.08, save percentage of .931. Tristan Jory right behind him, save percentage .93. Goals against 2.14. So that's pretty close. And then we have Darcy Kemper right behind him.
0: And, yeah, there, and it's it, pretty much going to be, be between those three. And then um, probably not a Vesnik candidate, but kind of like a dark horse coming out of nowhere is Elvis Merzlikens, the uh, Columbus rookie goaltender who
1: – Yeah, he could pull through.
0: He's he It will be like, a
1: little bit tougher for him, but, yeah,
0: I can could see sh- it. Because he came about in uh in like January I think or December is when they first called him up but he's been on quite the tear kind of a um remember Andrew Hammond a few years ago with the uh, Ottawa Senators a Hamburglar? yeah he, he was like twenty one and like one or something to finish the season something crazy like that Elvis is putting on quite the show too and um I think I said last last episode my guy for the longest time was Darcy Kemper that guy was dragging the Arizona Coyotes but now he's been injured so. Yeah, uh, the, the are Yotes down. are their own, uh,
1: they're their own breed. I don't, yeah. I don't even know what to think at this point. They were hot, they were up there for a hot minute. I don't know if it's coaching, if it's it or what it is, but man, have they cooled off?
0: I think right now they're actually in a playoff spot, though. They're in a wild card. Are they? On, they, they were
1: up there for a a good bit. They were on a pretty good roll. I this think... is kind of a team you want to see do something just because it's Arizona. But, I mean, it's hard. Yeah, 18th in the league.
0: But if all of those teams, like, at the bottom of the uh, West are all, like, really, like... I mean, aside like you have the California teams, and then there's, like, Chicago and Minnesota who are all trending down. And the wild card is going to be in between... Winnipeg, Nashville, Arizona, Calgary, and probably you could probably even throw like all of the Pacific teams in there because none of the Pacific teams have really run away with it. So one of those teams out of probably Calgary, Arizona, Nashville, Winnipeg is like two of those teams are going to miss. I think Arizona can pull through, but they have played three more games, though, than Nashville and only have one point up on them. So they got to get their stuff together quick, though. They do. They do. Because it's it's tight. They beat they beat Washington on, uh, yesterday.
1: They did. That helps the Penguins out a lot. I think they're within one point of the, the Caps right now.
0: With a game in hand. And
1: yeah, they have a game in hand too. So that's kind of nice. Yes.
0: Yeah, so if we win on Tuesday, we have the uh, we can overtake them. Oh, they play tomorrow though. Yeah, we got to see.
1: see. We'll see how it goes.
0: Let's go to our what's our next topic here? We got trade deadline. Trades. We'll go to trades. We had some trades today. We had uh Blake Coleman, the forward for New Jersey Devils, uh was traded to Tampa Bay for Vancouver's first round pick that they acquired from uh from Vancouver in the JT Miller trade, and forward prospect Nolan Foote, who was a first rounder, I think, two years ago. It's quite a haul for Blake Coleman.
1: Yeah, he's been hot this season. It's been a pretty good year for him, I would say.
0: Yeah. I think you deleted like all of the uh the uh, the things I had up.
1: Whoops. Oh well, we tried. Yeah, 21 goals, 31 points this season through 57 games.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll take he's...
1: it if I'm Tampa, I'll take it.
0: And from what I've been reading, I haven't watched a lot of New Jersey, but uh, from what I've been reading from what they've been doing is that uh, they've been putting him on the PK and not only has he been great defensively, he's been producing offensively on the penalty kill. He's been getting like goals, points, breakaways on the penalty kill, which is a skill that like so few players in this league have to be able to produce offensively on the PK. That's that's talent, and that's rare. And earlier in the day, there was uh, a bunch of tweets going around saying that Blake Coleman was traded to Colorado. And I thought that was a great fit because they kind of need those depth-like forward guys, and he would fit right in and be automatically like one of their like top seven, six forwards. But then that deal got nixed or something happened there, and he ends up going to the juggernaut Tampa Bay Lightning. What else is new? And I mean, they're making another run for it. They're going for it.
1: Pretty much, they're right up. They're right up there with Boston. I think they're within three points. Yeah, it's I think, tight. It's it's tight right now for number one spot.
0: Yeah, it's between those two, right? I don't think anyone else is really close. No,
1: because if you're looking at the
0: Atlantic and the
1: Metro, that's the only one that you have that's pretty tight. Well, no, St. Louis and Dallas are tied.
0: Yeah, no, I'm talking about like for first place in the league. Like it's, it's uh, just yeah. it's just Boston and Tampa pretty much. I guess no, Pitts you could throw Pittsburgh and Washington in there.
1: Uh, that's uh, a stretch. I I don't know. I, I would I'd probably dump them.
0: Well, it, between Pittsburgh and Boston has three more games played than uh Pittsburgh and they have what eight more points than them. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it'd be close, but I could I don't know. I think it's between the top two teams in the Metro and the Atlantic, but probably going to be Boston. Tampa's going to be hard to beat, though. Ten game win streak. Yeah, they've been. I don't know. They've been fiery, man. That's scary. I,
1: I didn't they do this last year? They did something like this last year.
0: You no, know, last year they were just consistently. They impacted. just it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was just annoying. But um, that was the first trade of uh, of the. Oh, no, no. That was the later trade. I think the first trade was the Andy Green, uh, the captain of the New Jersey Devils, traded to the Islanders for a second-round pick and a prospect. I forget the prospect's name, but I don't think he was a big prospect. But nonetheless, um, New Jersey trades their captain away, so they're just going full sell. They know where they're at right now. They fired their GM. They fired their coach. They, just, they traded Blake Coleman. They got another first-round pick. Earlier in the season, they traded Taylor Hall, got another first-round pick. So right now they have three, and they got a second now for Andy Green, which is a big... That's a lot for a 37-year-old defenseman. who doesn't, yeah, that's doesn't, a lot he doesn't to produce, ask for. He doesn't produce offensively pretty much at all. Um, and I don't really think the Islanders need any more defensive defensemen. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league, if you ask me. But I, I guess this is just like a prove it move, they're trying to show that they're really going for it. I don't know if I agree with it. It's a lot to ask. I mean it's a lot of to, to pay for, but whatever. It's not my call. <laughs> Any thoughts on that?
1: Um not really. We're we're just get we're getting close to playoffs and the draft. So the teams that are out, you wonder if they want those picks, because this looks like a pretty decent draft lottery this year.
0: Yeah. yeah there's so, a lot of a lot of good That's prospects. what I mean, if,
1: if you're out, this isn't a bad year to have picks. Yeah, this is nope. definitely going to be one of the better years to have picks. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to find whatever. Um, so this is what this is what you deleted. What I should talk about. Um, the trade deadline guys. A lot of the uh, potential guys that could be traded. Um, you have any ideas on the Chris Kreider deal? Any uh, like where he could be going?
1: Oh man, I really don't. I don't know who could use him right now.
0: I keep hearing Boston, and I really hope that's not true because he he would be the perfect Bruin. <laughs> yeah, big physical guy, fast. Ugh, we don't need they
1: they. Ugh, we don't need that. <laughs> I know. We, we I I Bengal just fans. this is a hard one because I don't know where you'd stick him.
0: Um, I heard I, Pittsburgh was interested, but I don't know. I, I'm okay with him with not getting him, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I
1: feel like toward the end there's going to be a lot of people up for trade consideration. So I don't know. We'll see. But he he's a hard one. I really don't know.
0: I I'm predicting he resigns. I don't know. I mean. He very well could be traded. I just don't see a fit, a clear fit, or a cl- clear need for anybody. Uh, maybe Winnipeg because they just lost Brian Little for the year. They could use another forward, and now they have room because I think they're ter- they're terminating Dustin Bufflin's contract. Could be a fit in Winnipeg. I think he has a no trade, though, so I don't know all where he doesn't want to go. And another name, though, that's been brought up in trade was Tyler Toffoli who in the outdoor game yesterday had a hat-trick, the first outdoor hat-trick
1: in
0: in, uh, NHL history, which is pretty impressive. But he's a good little uh, sniper and hasn't really lived up to the potential that I think a lot of people thought he had. Do you have any ideas for uh, where you think he would go?
1: Oh, man. For him, I don't know. I feel like ideally he would fit in beautifully with Tampa Bay, but that's a bit of a stretch. Because if they got him, they're absolutely unstoppable, but I could definitely see him going to one of those cup teams.
0: I feel like all of the uh, big like the big trade chips like Kreider and Toffoli have been linked to the same couple teams, Boston, Tampa, Pittsburgh. Um, well, that's what I
1: mean. Like Pick the top five. I think you could go to any. It just depends on what they're willing to give up, though. Yeah, yeah. Because like if they if they want picks, Pittsburgh has no picks. They that's their go to
0: trade. Well, if they want a second rounder, I mean, I think. Oh no, we don't even have a second rounder. No, yeah, yeah you're right. We have nothing. There's nothing.
1: There's there's crap left. There's not mm-hmm. much left.
0: Yeah, so I don't think we're gonna be doing any more deals. Yeah. How about Edmonton? I think he'd do amazing in Edmonton. He could. You could definitely
1: help now with, if they got him like now, with McDavid.
0: Put him on Dreisaitl's wing? If you okay. could do that,
1: that that's hard to beat. That's a... That that... very
0: hard to beat. But then you're trading within the division, though. I don't know how bad uh, the Kings want to do that, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, they... in all fairness, the Kings are getting curb stomped, so I don't yeah. know that it matters, but... Take what I, you get. I, I, could, I see what you mean.
0: Yeah, this was... um. I don't really have anything else to say on the trades. It's we'll probably have more to say in the next week because I think the deadline's coming up soon. I think yeah, it's within the next I mean. week or something. The big kicker for this week's injuries and suspensions. Yes, a lot of suspensions.
1: Yeah, a Sorry. lot of penalties. Or, no one likes to play by the rules this week.
0: Also a lot of non suspensions so that need to yeah. be talked about too. But,
1: yeah, I mean I think you can slap Chara had a pretty interesting run the other day. His he had a glorious cross check to Brendan Gallagher's. Face or I guess throat, whatever you could say. Yeah, <laughs> he got nothing from that. I have no idea how.
0: I think I I don't know how. I have no idea. The people on Twitter are, have the same thinking rationale. I'm guessing as the player uh, player safety department because. Everyone, all of the little Bruins fans, were saying, "Well, Chara's six nine, and Gallagher's like five eight. I mean, he's if he just hits okay. him at all, he's got, And I, you have to be aware of your size. You have to hit him in the face, but I mean, I don't know. Pretty much any time Chara does that cross check move, he's going to be getting somebody in the head or throat.
1: That's what it, I mean because he's the only one his size. Everyone else is what five ten, six foot
0: something, lower it half a six foot. Yeah, it, I know what you mean." It does not matter what like what your size is. It matters what you're doing. If you hit anyone in the head, it doesn't matter how big you are. There's no excuse for it. You there's a they're trying to get those kind of hits. Those head throats throat isn't throat's a weird part. I've no don't even you don't, don't see many injuries or any like content things yeah, with that. Yeah, I
1: don't know
0: what the heck. I mean, yeah, that should have been something. And then the Cassian incident. The kick. That was terrible. I
1: I like how the league responded to that
0: though. I think it should have been more than seven games, but that's. I what don't know. It.
1: I I feel like seven.
0: Stick him in his place, but. I guess, but that that could have been very dangerous. Yeah, he, that
1: that was incredible. I don't know what he was thinking. That was incredibly stupid. I mean, I get it that you're getting up, but.
0: For those of you that don't know what happened, is basically him. Uh, he fell on Josh Archibald and uh, – you know, like I think Josh Archibald and, of the Oilers and Eric Cernak of the Lightning and Zach Kassian got tangled up. And then uh, Cernak wasn't getting off of the two Oilers. So basically Zach Kassian decided to use the bottom of his skate, the blade, to kick Cernak in yeah, guess, that was pretty the shoulder. I guess it was the shoulder or like the upper body. But – and luckily he didn't get hurt or like nothing happened. No, right. he got
1: him where the padding is, but still that I don't I don't even know what you're thinking there. That the, is
0: incredibly stupid. The potential for how dangerous that could have been, or how oh he like, could
1: have sliced him right open without
0: a doubt. Easily could have sliced him open, and it's very stupid. And if
1: you're skating around with <laughs> knives on the bottom of your feet effectively. He could have sliced him in easy. Honestly. Especially if you got him lowered between your pants and chest protector. You have a pretty decent soft spot in there, depending on where the padding stops. But thankfully, I get—I mean, yeah, I guess thankfully he got him higher. But still, there, there's—I like the seven game. I feel oh. like it's a learning lesson. But if he if this was like a repeat offender deal,
0: then I think he was suspended earlier this season. If I'm—if I'm, if I'm like—if I'm not wrong, <laughs> was he? I'm pretty sure he was. I could so. be wrong, but let me look. Uh, I gotta look that up. I'm pretty sure he was, which is part of the reason why I think he should have gotten more than seven games. I mean, jeez, Louise, for what he did. If if, if okay, the only difference is uh, the only reason he didn't get more is because of the result. But you're not punishing the result; you're punishing the act.
1: True. If, I think. I think. It, it, yeah. Like if he
0: if he hits him in the
1: neck. Like, that's... Well, if he hits him in the neck, you—that's—I mean, we're—we're—we're we're, we're out of the NHL at that point. Like you're out of NHL rules at that point.
0: That is—I mean, you freaking kill him. You could kill him easily. Let me see here. I'm trying to find. Maybe he didn't. Did he get suspended? The suspension is fourth. Oh, yeah he, yeah, he was suspended two games for the um, Matthew Kachuk incident. Remember whenever he, like, took him and threw him to the ground? Yep. So, yeah, so this is the second time this year, and this is the fourth of his career. So he's he's literally on thin ice, and I'm surprised it wasn't more than seven, given his history and given uh, the how terrible it looked. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know. But I feel like that's one of those things you could have gone either way with, but you know.
0: I'm trying to get up some Vander Kane stuff cuz he also got suspended this year, but I mean this uh this week, but my computer is acting up.
1: Yeah, that was an elbow though. So I think that pretty much falls in line with what the NHL typically gives for penalties for that stuff, but
0: yeah. And he, I didn't even see the uh, like the actual act. All I've been seeing, like i all over like Twitter and everything, is the aftermath about how mad he is. He got suspended, and he's been calling out. He's calling out the Department of Player Safety, saying how inconsistent they are. And who cares?
1: They have to see something different.
0: I guess. I mean, I think he has a point though. With like, even with the Cassian thing, like, he should have gotten more. I mean, I don't think Vander Kane's was one. It was like basically half of what uh, Cassian did. But
1: I guess. But in all fairness, there's not going to be two incidents that are the exact same because I think you have to factor in leading up to the play or leading up to like the hit or whatever. That has a big factor. I guess cuz I feel like if a guy deliberately skates across the ice to take someone's freaking head off, completely different story than if he goes and just say like turns around real quick and only has a couple of seconds and then like hits a guy. I feel like that's completely different even if this, even if it like the hit appears to be the same. I just feel like the preparation and like the the carry out of how they do that is what the penalty should be based off of. The suspension, I guess. Yeah. Because I think you're penalizing more than the actual hit. I think it's the intent. Like, if the intent was there. Because they did this crap whenever uh, the pen said Matt Cook all the time. He would deliberately just get across the ice and just rip people to shreds.
0: Yeah, I I guess you're right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but, like, in all fairness, that guy kind of deserved most of the fines and suspensions because a lot of them were pretty deliberate I mean you don't really have any other reason to skate halfway across the ice and you know jump off your feet and smack someone in the back so
0: yeah at the time I think I defended a lot of what uh what Matt Cook did but looking back at it he was a dangerous player and uh honestly yeah you're right he deserved a lot of what he did Real yeah. quick, I just want to uh, I, I want to congratulate Zach Sanford of the St. Louis Blues. He had a four goal game this past week, and okay. uh, yeah, not, uh, not nothing really big to talk about there. Just wanted to give him a shout out. That's it's a hell of a hard game to do. for him.
1: Yeah, credit to him. It's
0: you really
1: don't dope. see that you don't see that
0: too often. No, I I, I can't think of the last time. Maybe Patrick Liney, maybe the last Possibly. one. I don't remember. I don't even remember. Um. Do you want to go get into the MLB talk now?
1: Yeah, we can go into MLB. Not much here. We still have more of the Astros drama. Drama as that continues. Oh, I don't know if you saw, but Trevor Bauer this week has been on something.
0: Trevor Bauer, but it's not just Trevor Bauer. It's pretty league-wide about how. But it, I, everyone I, I think is he's leading this. the
1: charge though, because I mean he explicitly went after the commissioner,
0: calling players out. I think we talked about this like Trevor Bauer last episode though. Did we? I think we did.
1: I don't know, but yeah, it, it's definitely been a lot more drawn out this week because the commissioner made a statement with with like uh regarding finding players and stuff. He, well, what I got out of it is that he pretty much thinks that I guess the negative like publicity from it will be enough as a. Be enough of like a punishment, but I I don't know how you punish this.
0: Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. I, I don't think that that's uh, nearly enough. I I was not on board with the like taking away the championship, bef- like beforehand. But the more that like keeps coming out about it, and the more like the lack of remorse that this team, the team from the players to ownership and management, the lack of remorse that they have. Yeah, I don't care what happens to them at this point. You can take the trophy away. You could you could fine and suspend those players. I don't care. I honestly don't anymore. I was rooting for them when this all happened, and to know what was going on to, ruins it. It taints it more so than any steroid uh, scandal could possibly do. They were actively cheating, and... Then the biggest thing, actually, that came from this week about the whole Houston Astros thing is that they held their press conference with the owner, with a couple of the players, yep. talking about, uh, like, like oh, yeah, we're sorry, blah, blah, blah. But I don't it's,
1: think that went over very well.
0: All of it sounded so insincere, and it was so annoying and yeah, they can go screw themselves. I do not care about the Houston Astros at all. I ho- I wish that franchise nothing but the worst. And I'm not a Dodgers fan. I'm not a Yankees fan. My team has nothing to do with them since they left the NL Central like a decade ago. They they don't affect my team at all. But yeah, that's I'm sorry. I'm going on a rant, but I am very upset about. Yeah, everything I that's be- I
1: feel like the only acceptable punishment would be basically the dethroning, where you take away the. Trophy because I don't really know what else you could do because you can like suspend everyone long enough. but I, I think I talked about this last time 10 years from now, it doesn't matter. So, say you suffer for two seasons, you still have it. It's the same thing with the NFL with like the Patriots and the Flake Gate, that won't be a thing because remember that that fueled sports for like three months, it was insane.
0: Yeah,
1: no one talks about it. Uh. I mean, I feel like I mean, a lot of
0: – I feel like people do just because Tom Brady and, like, Bill Belichick's Patriots yeah, always have some kind of for controversy this, wait around till them. This
1: team, wait till this team gets older and retires and trades, and it's not that team anymore.
0: But then is there just, like, a no one won the tr- the championship that year, or did the Dodgers win?
1: No, you you see the banner there and nothing else. The story's gone.
0: I, I don't – I think it's – it's easier said than done, but I don't know how it's done. I mean, yeah, this but, is a but hard one. the thing is, though, is that the commissioner is on their side with this. He's been defending them left and right. He's been saying, oh, if anyone tries to retaliate against these guys, everyone's getting in trouble, blah, blah, blah. He's been siding with the owner and, like, protecting that team, but not the other 29 teams. He doesn't give a, sh- give a crap about them. He only has been caring about protecting... Their championship and that franchise, but seems to totally neglect the fact that all of these other teams were screwed over, especially the Dodgers and the Yankees. But yeah,
1: I mean, it's what looks good for baseball right now. It's what everyone knows. So,
0: but I feel like it looks good for Houston. It, the rest of the baseball world is pretty much in consensus saying that this was messed up. This, this something, something drastic needs to be done because the punishment that was done, a GM lost his job. In um, three managers lost their jobs. That's a, true. That's, that that's, that's doesn't all that's really happened. matter. That's all that's happened. And if there's, there might be a fine in there or something, but you no, know, who cares? All of these sports uh, franchise owners are billionaires. They could take a fine. Does not matter at all. It's the same with, I mean, he, it's, it's the, same with the NHL Department of Player Safety finding, uh, I think they fined Chara like $5,000. Like, that's the biggest joke ever. That guy's made like $50 million in his career. He does not care about $5,000.
1: True. Yeah, I mean in all fairness, if you're gonna affect a team, go for where it counts on the field. Cause you can easily find someone that's gonna take an office job or a bench. You need to affect you know what I mean, if you're gonna punish someone, you do it where it counts.
0: I I mean the current the most valuable currency in sports is championships. How many do you have? Do they have any? Uh yeah take it away i don't care anymore get rid of it it's you could say no one won it that year you can erase it from the record books but they don't deserve to have it there because it just incentivizes future franchises if the pirates really wanted to they could just set that up and then take then who cares the manager and gm get fired the next year but guess what if we get a ring out of it i don't care i don't care about the like the gm or the coach if they get in trouble that doesn't matter to us do you care no, in all fairness, but you know that's up to
1: the league. It, it this is just a hard thing to follow. It's it's going to be a hard thing to punish, just because it's one of those things where it's not in the books and there's no explicit way to go about it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's all new. It's new to everyone. No, like no one knows how to deal with this. But to say that they haven't dealt with it properly is an understatement.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um. More news in the MLB. Uh, you have longtime Indian Jason Kipnis signs with the Cubs, his hometown Cubs.
0: Yeah, that was um, that was one of them. That was probably the biggest of the names. We've it's, we've gotten to the point of the uh, season, I guess the off season, where players are just trying to sign wherever wherever they can get a deal. So True. you get a lot you get a lot of those guys who uh, not has-beens, but guys that aren't as good as they have been in the past that are trying to just sign anywhere you have um Domingo Santana signed with the Indians Kevin Pillar who was rumored to sign with the Pirates signs with the Boston Red Sox Uh, Cameron Maben goes back to the Tigers it's his second or third time there and then the Pirates did get uh Gerard Dyson
1: yeah and you know how thrilled he is to be here
0: Oh, you was... saw that
1: interview? I mean, in all fairness, everything <laughs> you said, I, I kind of completely
0: agree with. But I, I I love how uncensored he is. It's amazing.
1: I, I just love how he was basically like, look, I want a job. No, this wasn't first option, but I get paid. Probably not much, but you know, I get paid.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if we talked about it last episode, but the um the Mookie Betts deal finally like officially got done. Did we talk about okay. that?
1: No, I don't think we
0: did. Okay, so basically the deal was uh, Mookie bets David Price uh, to the Dodgers from Boston for Alex Verdugo, center field prospect, Connor Wong, a catcher prospect, and Jeter Downs, a shortstop prospect who was apparently is very good. They're, they're headed off to Boston, and then Mookie and Price are headed to L.A. Uh, doesn't really change anything. I think just pretty much uh, – status quo the Dodgers are doing amazing and Boston's always trying to save money whenever they're not like fully in contention
1: yeah I mean as we spring training is underway so give that a couple weeks and I guess you'll start to see more teams develop
0: another signing uh, Billy Hamilton the speedster former uh, Cincinnati Red signs with San Francisco I'm just reading down here trying to see if there's any others Uh, Brad Boxberg, uh, sorry, Boxberger, he had the funny uh, Players Weekend shirt uh, or jersey, I think, two years ago. It was a box emoji and then a burger emoji. He signed with the Marlins. Um, Chad Bettis signed with the Yankees. Just a bunch of minor league contracts with people that are trying to get major league jobs. They got invites to spring training, that kind of thing. Um, Nothing big besides the trade, but nothing big recently.
1: Yeah, true. Not much going on in the MLB now, but that'll slowly start picking back up The next few weeks, yeah. Yeah, the NFL, we're in the off season, but you know, the good old AB drama never seems to end. That's true. <laughs> he he's desperate for a drop now. He apologized to Ben and the Steelers. I I I don't even know what to think of this man, if we're being completely honest. I don't yeah, know if he's—he seems desperate for a job, but seeing the stuff that he's done before, I don't even—I don't know how you predict anything about this man.
0: Yeah, I was kind of watching all this transpire on Twitter. Uh, I think it was Colin Dunlap from uh 937 The Fan in Pittsburgh here, basically tweeted at AB and uh, asked him to come on for the morning show, and AB agreed to it. And he was—we went on and he uh. He went on to apologize to Ben and the Steelers for basically all of the all the BS that he kind of put them through. And he did put them through a lot of unnecessary uh, drama that the team did not need. Already a season that wasn't uh, like from the start after after Ben got hurt, everything kind of was already downhill. But A.B. kind of added fuel to the fire, made things a lot harder for this uh, Steelers team, especially Ben, uh, always tearing down Ben and Juju. But he's apologizing. He's really trying to get his life back together, it sounds like, maybe. I hope Uh, that's the case. I feel
1: like he's done this, like, twice before, though. Wasn't this the same crap whenever he went to the Patriots and then he went on to the Raiders? I feel like it's just the same story told different ways.
0: It seems like at the end of the day it's the same stuff. But this time, he actually, I think he's actually gotten professional help. I think he has a therapist and stuff now. I don't he's, know,
1: because it seems like he goes and gets a job, and then he just reverts back to whatever you want to call it.
0: I don't know. I, I like we'll to think see. that he's getting I don't know.
1: better. I, if, if I'm the GM, I, I don't sign him. I don't care how good he is, just because of the negative effect it's going to have on everyone. But, I mean, yeah. the, it's like a loose cannon. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know to think of it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. If he's that good, I guess someone will resign him. But then you're paying you also have all the crap coming with him.
0: So It's gonna be interesting to follow. I don't really have a good gauge on it yet. I have no idea what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's not so it's yeah. so with him it's so unpredictable. Uh, do you want to talk about, uh, you were there today? Oh uh, to yeah. About we could talk
1: about the good old your, 500 or well, what's started 500
0: experience.
1: Exactly. So yeah, I, I'm down in, I go a college in Florida. So I, I actually, I live a couple miles from the, the, Daytona international speedway. So I was in attendance of all the events today for the 500. It was, it was pretty cool. Other than, than the year before we had the, uh, two Thunderbird flyovers, so that was was awesome, the president came here, did a low pass with Air Force One, and then, that was really cool, by the way, that that was really cool, that that was pretty cool to see in person, but unfortunately, it, the weather did not cooperate,
0: so, but you weren't, you weren't there for, like, in, like, you weren't in the, uh, Speedway, tomorrow
1: I will be, tomorrow I'm going to be in, oh, really, yeah, tomorrow I'm gonna be in. So they moved the start time from today. I think it was supposed to start at around 2:30, but after everything, I think they 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 were officially gonna start around 3:30. But then just with the rain, it the the problem is is that the uh, track has to be basically completely dry. So the by the time it stops and they dry everything off, it just it just kept coming. So they delayed that. I believe it's a four o'clock start tomorrow, which attended because it was a it was a full house today, and it, it hold that place holds a lot. I think it's a hundred and ten thousand, mm-hmm. but everyone has flights flights out tonight. So at least that's what I that's what it seems like. So I I don't know. I feel like at this point, if they got a quarter of that, go for it. But I I definitely I don't think anyone was really expecting this.
0: It seems like quite the damper on things because of all like the uh, they had a, they had a lot of festivities uh, this year. I mean, even last year. I mean, the president wasn't there, but last year I was down there with you guys uh, during the 500, and we were at the 300, and then we were at the race before the 300. I don't even remember what it's called, but the, uh, yeah, the 300. No, what was the one before that? We went to another. We went to oh uh, the Dole's. Yeah, we went to the Dolls, That was it. So we yeah. went, we went to both of those, and just the festivities around it. It's, it's, it's literally the Super Bowl of racing. I'm not a race fan at all, but it's just cool to be there. It's a fun. Yeah, uh, I agree.
1: Experience. I'm not, I'm not a big race guy, but it, the atmosphere is amazing. Because especially like living down here, it goes from basically completely empty, from an empty parking lot to just it, it is insane. It is just a gigantic party starting from like ten up until. The race, it, it is insane. We had, every, we had everybody down here. I think Barstool Sports, all the car guys were down here. Portnoy came down for that. That was pretty cool to get to see him. But this this year was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I, I think the whole uh, rain thing kind of puts a damper on the event itself a little bit. But it I mean, does. It,
1: it sucks for NASCAR just because it's, it's, kinda, it's not what it used to be. And I feel like just with being able to sell out and having the president come in and you know, I, f- I feel like it really, it really would have set a better image for them, just with the way that everything's been going. But yeah, kind of unfortunate. We'll try again tomorrow, but I, I think that just having no weather, it did not, it, it's not going to turn out to what they hoped. But you know, it yeah, is what it is. You can't win over mother nature.
0: Did they get a few laps in? I thought they like started it. Did they not? I, I think they got a couple, but it's, it's nowhere close. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think
1: last I it's checked, 500, it's 500 miles, and I think yeah. the rule is you have to—they have to complete a. I, I want to say it's 100, 100 laps or something. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I could be completely wrong, but it, it's nowhere close.
0: Yeah, I think they. I think I saw that they put. Um, what did I think there were like 20 laps in maybe something like that? I saw. It's,
1: I, maybe I think it was like 20, 23 or something,
0: but yeah, so it wasn't much. So they have a long way to go. But um, yeah, very long way to go. But that'll be fun, and it seemed like it was fun today, even yeah, if there wasn't any Yeah, I'll an have a pretty race. good
1: report on that. So we'll film a new episode at some point. But you yeah. know, that'll be that'll be a cool experience. I'm I'm a little burnt from today. Got some nice sunburn from that, you know, February Florida sun.
0: But classic Florida. Yep. All right. Do we have anything else you want to talk about, or
1: no? I think we'll wrap things up. All right. Cool. Um, All right. Thanks, we'll... guys, for tuning in. This was our second episode of The Unit Report. You guys can tweet us any questions, comments, or concerns at The Unit Report on Twitter. That's the best way to get a hold of us. And we've moved on to – we're now on what, Spotify?
0: We're on Spotify. Uh, just search The Unit Report. We're the black and yellow logo with The Unit Report and the circle around it. That's us. Uh, We're also on Apple Podcasts. You can find us there. If you do find us there, give us a five-star rating. That helps out a lot. And uh, subscribe to us. And if you're on Spotify, give us a follow, and it will be uploaded to both of those places. Uh, Apparently, people listen to podcasts like in a bunch of different places, and so I need to find out the most popular besides those two. And we're going to try to apply to some more uh, uh, sites to get posted to. But right now, those are the two.
1: All right, sweet. All right, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next episode. We'll see you. See you guys.